Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. China Perspective. Money FM 89.3. We're going to turn our attention now to headlines coming out of China. Of course, we'll be talking about the Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump saying he wants to impose more tariffs on China if he's elected in November. And also Australian writer Yang Yingjun sentenced to death in China for spy charges to give us his thoughts on what's happening around the world with the China perspective. Dr. Oe Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs, joining us on the phone. Dr. O, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good afternoon. I'm finally back to my hometown in Sabah, East Malaysia. Yeah, just in time for Chinese New Year as well. Should be quite exciting. Indeed. We do have quite a bit of uh, headlines to get through. We mentioned the first one. Donald Trump says he wants to impose tariffs on China. They could exceed 60% if he's elected in November. What kind of trouble does this spell for China? Well, this is not something new, right? He imposed similar sanctions, perhaps not to uh, that high percentage of tariffs, but tariffs uh, nonetheless. But I think he is uh, sort of building up his bargaining chips with China. I think as far as Donald Trump is concerned, the good news for China, Donald Trump is, well, not very, shall we say, ideologically inclined. So you would not see him trying to promote human rights and democracy and so on. But of course, well, he's a businessman, so he plays buttons on trade imbalances, so-called. But I think after some rounds of negotiations, there will be concessions from both sides here. Doctor, with, uh, you know, everything pretty much from the supply chain to the finished product in the United States and for that matter around the world having Chinese products in them, can the U.S. really survive uh, imposing this kind of tariff without, you know, raising the prices significantly for everything? Oh, uh, well, uh, you, you are going to see uh, prices, at least in the short to medium run, uh, would uh, heighten if such a uh, tariffs were to be uh, imposed. Uh, But again, I think at this point, just uh, rhetoric, and he might even impose it, but perhaps not for the long run here. What about Trump's uh, statement with regard to China, saying he wants to get along with them, or is it that just about, you know, getting more supporters in time for the elections? Because businesses have said it would be a whole lot better if everyone just get along. Well, that's what I was trying to say. I mean, he has no ideological burden whatsoever. So as long as the trade terms are right, he could get along just fine with Xi Jinping and other Chinese leaders. Yeah, Everything for the right price. Indeed. <laughs> All right, let's uh, turn our attention to uh, the latest developments down under with the Australian writer Yang Heng Jun, who was sentenced to death for spying charges. What is your take on this story? Well, so far, we don't quite know the details as to what was his specific offense because he was rather secretly tried and uh, convicted. And so far, we don't know exactly what was he spying on. But his sentence of death uh, but delayed by two years, that's a standard term for, uh, well, it's a euphemism for life imprisonment. So he is looking at a stretch of at least about 20 years, I mean, if the sentence were to go through. On the Australian side, has the government reacted? Can the government even do anything about this? Well, the Australian government has summoned the Chinese ambassador to Australia. They said they are going to protest in the strongest terms, uh, 
But beyond this, uh, I think it's a wait-and-see game. After a few years, let's see whether the two countries would get even closer together and then Mr. Young might see uh, a chance to uh, go back to Australia. Yeah. Of course, as you mentioned, I mean, the ties between Australia and China are starting to warm up, as we've seen over uh, the last uh, year or so. Could this strain relationships or slow down this warming process? It would. Well, I think uh, on the one hand, Australia is uh, eager to uh, get back on China's uh, favours in terms Mm. of China buying more things, more goods uh, from Australia. On the Chinese side, of course, they would like to see, but um, I mean, more, for example, iron ores and various uh, other minerals from Australia that is crucial for China's development. But of course, nowadays, the economy is slowing down everywhere. I mean, including China and including Australia, yeah. Uh, Dr. O, just to follow up on that conversation you had with Tim, uh, that's, of course, uh, the issues between the two countries. Me on the outside, should I get worried about the cost of my Australian wine? Could that have a ripple effect? Well, if China were to start to uh, buy Australian wine in bulk again, as they did not so many years uh, ago, then, of course, the prices for Australian wine should up once again, yeah. Uh, Doctor, just a quick thought on what you were talking about between the relations between Australia and China with regards to trade. Can this case of this writer, is he being used as a pawn for to leverage uh, when it comes time that they need to leverage each other? Well, we are not privy, number one, to his specific charges. Mm -hmm. And number two, to what's exactly going on between Australia and China at the moment, because the relationship uh, seems to be alternately uh, warm and cold. Warm when the Australian Prime Minister was visiting China, Mm -hmm. and China, you know, vowed to uh, repurchase goods. Mm -hmm. And uh, perhaps it cooled down a little bit. Well, when Mr. Yang's conviction was uh, announced, yeah. So we don't quite know exactly what's going on here. All right, Dr. Oh, let's move on to talk about China's spiraling markets. It looks like uh, for a second day, so that's Friday and then Monday, running state-backed buying has likely scrapped Chinese stocks from multi-year lows. Your perspective, I mean, is this a smart move to boost China's markets and can it even be sustained for that matter? Well, I think number one is very difficult to sustain because, uh, well, you can't keep on spending public money yeah. uh, in a sense yeah. to keep on shoring up the stock markets, right? And, and number two, uh, well, this has been done before and we have seen its effects. Yes, you might have some uh, short-term spikes, but uh, eventually the spikes would uh, taper off uh, mm-hmm. as time goes on, yeah. So what do you think will be a uh, solution to this issue in China? Well, if I were the leaders of China, I would have a lot of think tank people thinking (laughs) that out loud for me, right? But I think, number one, China, the government and the people, and as a society as a whole, Mm -hmm. uh, perhaps uh, it needs to move away from this uh, obsession with uh, the property markets, for example. It mm-hmm. needs to diversify its economy. It needs to uh, look forward to uh, other more productive uh, usage of its finances. Yeah. All right. We do appreciate your perspective today. We've been speaking with Dr. O. A. San Cita Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O, thank you again and take care. Thank you very much indeed. 
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.